wish you could hear God's voice? Are you struggling to find stillness in the busyness of mom life? Is being present daily and sometimes moment by moment a battle for you? Welcome home, sister. This is Unabridged Faith. Aloha, my name is Paige Amber Bacani. I am a lover of Jesus, wife, mama, and mentor. After living by my own strength for years, I finally gave up and took a chance on Him. The simplest way to describe what the Lord has done in my life is that I was one way and now I am completely different. I want that for you. My mission is to journey alongside you as we openly grow in our faith by being present with God's Word, practicing prayer, pursuing fellowship, and sharing powerful testimonies. If you want to learn how to invite God's peace into your heart, motherhood, and mind, I know this podcast will speak to you. Slip on your shoes, strap on your little ones, and let's go for a walk. We have a date with the Lord. All my love, your sister, Paige. Aloha and good morning. Happy Monday. We are really excited about the stories that Holy Spirit has reminded us of the past couple days as we prepared to record for you guys. So we're going to begin in prayer and get right into it. Father God, we thank you so much for another beautiful day. We thank you for the little bit of rain that we got. It would be so awesome if we could get more, but we're grateful for what we did get. And we just ask, as always, that you would put the perfect words, the perfect stories, the perfect visions and explanations in our hearts and our minds and out of our mouths for the listeners to be able to connect and see your glory and your goodness and even potentially how your hand is moving in their life right now. In Jesus' name. Father God, yes, thank you for another day. And we praise you, God, for who you are, for your love and mercy and patience as we continue to turn to you and allow you to speak through us. Thank you for these voices and our minds and hearts to seek you in your kingdom and to glorify you in all that we're doing. So give us the words to say and allow us to share our hearts that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we left off last week, we had mentioned UW Sports Ministry, which is called Uncharted Waters. And what we did over the summer of 2019 was I was a soccer coach. Paige was a four- and five-year-old coach. She worked with the four- and five-year-olds with their motor skills and kind of just had a play date with them the whole time. Um, But yeah, we had three other people on our team basketball coach, ultimate frisbee coach, and a cheer coach. And we traveled across all the islands. We spent a week at a church, and we had a theme called Beyond the Gold and pretty much using sports as an engine to be able to bridge the gap and be able to share the gospel and how it ties into our everyday life. And for these kids at this age... In Hawaii especially they're very outdoorsy and lots of sports lots of lots of activities so we were able to yeah bridge the gap with um, the gospel and sports and our everyday life and come in and just share our lives with them and um, for me being a soccer coach was pretty uncomfortable I guess because as an athlete even from 
little league or being a young kid, even through college, I remember just having the natural ability and talent, but I never really stepped into being like um, a leader in a sense of like being accountable for my actions and being accountable for other people's actions and, you know, building up the team with lots of vocal leadership. So being a coach is exactly opposite of what I was used to. And I think God definitely was growing, wanting to grow me in that area for sure. And yeah, just being a coach and even sharing my faith and the gospel every week was difficult, but at the same time, it was really good. And yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add. I was just thinking as you were talking, there were a couple of times when I don't know if I didn't have four and five-year-olds. I think there was one specific camp where I didn't have four and five-year-olds. So I got to help out each person. And on one of the days I got to help Evan soccer coaching. Oh, that's right. And it was just so neat to get to watch him in that environment. And it seemed so natural to me. I could see the gift of coaching in Evan. I also saw the struggle, but I saw the gift of coaching and it was really neat to be able to encourage him in that area and speak life into him in that area and get to see him be vulnerable in in an area of his life that like he talked about he had previously been so strong but for me the biggest struggle was probably being a part of a team being around a bunch of 4 and 5 year olds wasn't anything new to me i had been in nanny for as long as i could remember and i loved nannying god had grown my heart for children exponentially throughout the years so being with them and loving on them and playing with them and teaching them and just getting to be eye level with them was a dream. Yes, it was hard. Yes, it was exhausting. Yes, it was draining. But the part that was the hardest for me was being part of a team because that meant that I had to release control. That meant that I had to surrender. That meant that I had to communicate my thoughts and feelings and how I thought that something should go while also keeping an open mind that my team might not agree with me. And it was such a beautiful season for me to come to terms with my control issue because I was just about to enter the ultimate team working relationship, marriage. I was about to get married and there is a lot of teamwork that goes into getting married. And had we gotten married then, of course, God would have used it for good and he would have had his way, but it would have been even more difficult than it was because I had so much pride, I had so much ego, so much control, so much perfectionism. I still do, but I had so much to lay down before I was blessed to come into unity with Evan and blessed to start working with him and realizing that I don't have to do it on my own because there were some times during the summer where it got hard and I was able to lean on my team. I was able to rely on my team. Whereas in other seasons of my life, I didn't feel like I had that. So I know there's a lot more there, but I feel like that's the most that I can process with you guys about it right now. And I will be forever grateful for that team. And if you are part of the team and you're listening, you're probably laughing because I know that you saw the independent and defiant spirit coming into it. And I'm just so grateful for the grace that they showed me. And I hope that I can show that not only to Evan and not only to myself, but to others who might be in a similar position to what I was when I began UW Sports Ministries. So I think our main point in there is just continuing to show you guys we do have so many details we want to share 
in our marriage with you guys, but God has used each one. He's orchestrated everything so perfectly. Like there hasn't been one moment that was wasted. Even though we thought that we wanted to get married before UW, he knew the work that needed to be done in our hearts and in our minds before we got married. And maybe you have something to say on that. Maybe you don't. But was there something that God was working on you in that season too? Looking back now, like, oh, maybe he was also using that to have us wait so that I could be a better man for you once we came together. Well, there probably is a lot, but the first thing that comes to mind is definitely the purity aspect where since we didn't get married before UW and if we had gotten married I think there would have been I mean that would have been our honeymoon we would have had to work out all these honeymoon phases and obviously a honeymoon phase is mostly good for the most part but at the same time if we're not so much focusing on our marriage we're going back and being with the team 24-7 and being with the kids the rest of the time. So I think the fact that we did wait, God was working on our our commitment to him and our foundation on him through our purity and through our commitment to what he had planned for us, which was being part of this team and being part of UW Sports Ministry. While being together courting, we were able to, yeah, work on our marriage we were still going through um i think it was like a a booklet we found a 30-day devotion on marriage that it was a yeah we were able to go through that together every morning and i think it was called happily ever after yeah and there's a lot of there's multiple authors and i think a different author for each devotional so i think yeah that was really awesome to be able to you know, focus on our marriage in a way that we're still putting God first and we're still putting our our relationship with Him first and then each other and then, yeah, our team at that point and our job with sports ministry and, and then the children. We weren't focused so much on each other that every when we, I don't know, if we would have had any disagreements or became out of unity, we didn't bring that into the sports ministry. So... I think the fact that we yeah, stayed pure, stayed focused on him and loved each other in a way that was pure and holy and according to his word and can't really think of anything else. I'm sure there's going to be lots more that he can reveal through that even down the line still. I agree with that wholeheartedly, especially since both of us had come from previous relationships where honestly the foundation of some of those relationships was the physical aspect and we were gifted to withhold that not only from each other but also from ourselves and fill that void if that's the right word with Christ and it made the time when we did get married that much sweeter and it actually led us to get married a little bit earlier than we were expecting to which was kind of another little gift from god we had our original date for september 8th when our family was all going to come out to hawaii which actually surprised us like my grandpa and grandma and everyone that i never thought i would ever see on the island and we joked before i even went that i would have them come and they just said that they never would but they did So September 8th was the original date 
And as soon as we found out that the lady that I was a live-in nanny for would allow Evan to actually move into the Ohana with me, we prayed and we asked God if we could get married earlier. And he kind of started opening doors for us to take the next right step. Like I talk about in my testimony, one of them was talking to our family. They were all for it. The next was getting our marriage certificate that usually takes a while and we got it right away. And then the last one was really just getting a hold of our pastor and letting him know what God was doing in our lives and kind of how we were trying to do things right. But we also, yes, wanted this time before we went on our next missions trip with YWAM, which we'll get into next. And so Evan and me and my pastor ended up having our first marriage on August 1st. And we just did it in the BCM. It was just the three of us. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. So I had just gotten, I guess, my nicest clothes. I think I had a couple button ups <laughs> and some khakis. And Paige had gone out and I think she was picking between a couple white, like simple, really simple white dresses. I think she bought one. And yeah, we met Pastor John at the BCM. He was just wearing an Aloha shirt and <laughs> and brought his iPad and we uh yeah, we didn't even he asked if we wanted to do our own vows as well and I was just like, oh, Paige, do you wanna do we wanna get our own <laughs> vows ready for this? And he just gave an option of like, well I could just do the vows that I've already, you know, that I have ready for all the married couples that I do it with. So I was like, yeah, let's just do that. And yeah, so we just followed what he was saying and did the marriage, the whole ceremony <laughs> thing, just us three. And yeah, it was, I don't know, I guess there probably were nerves. I can't really yeah, remember exactly what I was thinking standing there. I, I just remember holding Paige's hands and um can't remember we got my ring that same day or maybe the day before we went to the farmer's market and was trying to find a certain type of ring but I think we just ended up finding a jade rock ring which was like kind of a dark green color and yeah that was my marriage ring and Paige well Paige's ring has a little bit of a story behind it which I was hoping you were gonna say that yeah so when Paige left the previous semester before UW. She went home to uh, graduate from her college. So I had, I think, a couple weeks without her, and I was still finishing up my semester as the intern. And one of our aunties, that is a huge part of our lives through BCM and even how excited she was that we were going to be together, she felt led to... Yeah, gift us her old wedding ring, which was from a previous marriage. But it was, yeah, just the fact that she wanted to gift it to us and help, had felt led to give it to us. She approached me after church one day and was just, yeah, sharing and was crying about all of it. And I was like, all right, well, I can't say no right now. I mean, we were praying about what kind of ring to get Paige and I knew it wanted to be simple she wanted 
I don't know what do you remember what the Small rings? Small and simple, and Evan's mom had pretty much said that she was she would buy the wedding ring for us, yeah. and so she was really wanting me to find the right one and wanting me to look on all these websites and do all these things. And again, I think I've mentioned this before, but if you don't know me, I do not enjoy shopping at all for anything <laughs> besides food. And so that was something that was really stressing me out. I was to the point where I didn't even want to wear a ring because I didn't want to pick one because <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have a preference. This was all so simple. That's the beauty of all of this is Christ really was at the center. Like we had our first wedding just in BCM. Like Evan talked about the day before, I just went to the store and found a random white dress and bought it and put it on for the night. Evan just grabbed some clothes that he had. We really made God, really made the wedding about him. He really stripped our culture about it being about the dress and about the ring and about the location and about the people. And he just really reminded us from the very beginning that it's all about him. So that being said, when Evan contacted me and sent me a picture of Auntie Pam's ring, I was stoked, number one, that I didn't have to pick a ring at this point. And number two, it's beautiful. I love it. I still tell Evan to this day, we were watching a movie the other day and they started making a lot of money and he bought her a new ring and it was beautiful. And I just looked at Evan and I said, please never do that. Like, <laughs> I don't ever want a different ring. This is the only one I ever want. So that's a really sweet story. And I might have got off topic a little bit, but it's really important to me. And I was hoping that that story was going to come up. So thank you for leading us into that. But maybe we can skip right to the part where you go in for a kiss and what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> so we said our vows and pastor said it was time to kiss the bride and we were holding our hands in front of us and I think I went in and grabbed her hips and was about to kiss her and I just remember her yeah just like <laughs> belly laughing like coming backwards and just laughing hysterically <laughs> and I was like oh all right well we didn't kiss yet uh, and Paige just kept laughing and I was just kind of like, uh, and looked over at Pastor John and I don't know. I was just like, it's okay. We'll, we'll hug it out for now. And he's like, no, no way. You can't, you can't get off the hook that easy. I was like, no, we're just hugging it out. And finally, I don't know. We just stopped laughing. Paige kind of calmed herself down and, and yeah, we just went in for a kiss. Our very first kiss at our first night or first wedding and yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I don't remember any fireworks going off or anything, <laughs> no. but it was cool. I got to touch her lips for the first time. Oh my gosh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had our pastor just do a little photo shoot afterwards. It's it's all hilarious. It's so hilarious to look at. I know there's one of them where, yeah, we're just in the BCM. There's like Christmas lights hanging up just for fun. And Pastor John's taking a selfie with a peace sign and yep. we're just behind him smiling. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was fun. And then Pastor John had blessed us with a one night stay at the Kilauea Lodge, I'm pretty sure. And just down towards the volcano, just a very secluded like cabin in the jungle with yeah, just old school cabin. It was awesome. And our BCM director, she had gifted us with a, our first meal. And yeah, we had decided to order our first meal and bring it back to our room. And we had 
our first meal there. The and best Brussels sprouts ever. Yeah, we still talk about those Brussels sprouts to this day. We try to remake them, and they're good, but they're not that good. <laughs> we just ate it by the fire. And, yeah, had our honeymoon night. It was so sweet. <laughs> and there was a hot tub. We just felt so grown up. Like, that was our first time that we had our own place. Yeah. We got to stay together. That was the first night, yeah, that Evan and I, which, as it should be, but it was the first night that Evan and I had ever spent together alone. Like, there had always been so many other people around us because that's just the nature of the ministry that the Lord had put on our life up until that point. And so it was so awesome to just sit there and converse and just be in silence and just be together with no other people. And honestly, that whole day was a dream for me. It was more than enough. I always said I was never getting married and never having kids. So I didn't ever have a dress or a ring or a day picked out. I didn't have in mind what I wanted it to be, which is why it was so easy for me to be content and grateful for what it was. And moving into our September 8th wedding, from my perspective, it was so simple, so easy. Everything flowed together and just kind of showed up even though we forgot about the head table and we forgot about our first dance and we just forgot about, we almost walked down the aisle without our parents, but we remembered last minute. And all of that was good. It was simple. It was centered around Christ. That was what we had said from the very beginning. We wanted people to leave that day, leave our wedding, knowing Christ more, feeling closer to him than when the ceremony began. And during that time, why it was so simple for me was because on the back end, Evan was doing everything and he was doing everything because after we had gotten married, I started experiencing a spirit of heaviness is the best way I can describe it. Everything just felt so hard and it was very confusing for me because this was one of the happiest times of my life. I just got married. I was living in paradise. My entire family was about to come down. And that can potentially seem like it would have been a lot of stress, but it wasn't for me. These are things that I was excited about. These are things I was looking forward to. And all of that added to the confusion because there was nothing wrong, yet I was constantly asking, what's wrong with me? And I think that's the best way I can describe it. I was just sad for no reason. I was so exhausted for no reason. And I felt like I was letting this man down. We had just became unified and I wanted to be everything and more for him. I wanted to love him and serve him and cherish him. Yet I didn't even feel like I could, even if I wanted to, just get out of bed and be happy or go surf or do anything. And so this time of my life was really, really hard for me. And it got even harder once my family got there because they started validating what I was already feeling on the inside and trying to hide. But all it took was my mom to look into my eyes and she knew that there was something seriously wrong. And I did. I, I just began feeling like a shell of myself. Like Paige was there. My physical body was still there, but I wasn't there. My eyes didn't look the same. I didn't feel the same. I just wasn't me. And I didn't know if I would ever be that woman again. I don't, I didn't know if I was ever going to become all the woman that God had created me to be. And there was just so much fear and confusion and frustration at myself, but it would come out on other people because I wasn't who I wanted to be. I wasn't where I wanted to be. I wasn't how I wanted to be. And I just felt stuck. And on our wedding day, though, 
by the grace of God, it all went away. I could see clearly. I could feel clearly. I could, everything was so clear. And I remember having my first dance with Evan and I was holding him and I remember telling him, I think it's going to be like this. Like, I think I'm going to be happy again. I, I, do you remember me saying that? Like, I think it's going to be like this more now. And almost as soon as I said that we had walked away and it was coming to the end of our ceremony anyways, it just hit me again. I really can't describe it. It was like an invisible force of heaviness and sorrow and sadness, but for no reason. And I went in the bathroom and I just was crying and crying and crying and people were coming in and saying their goodbyes and I couldn't even bring myself to come back out. And yeah, that was a a really, really hard time for me. And I would like Evan to maybe talk about a little bit what it was like from his perspective. Yeah, I don't want to put any words in your mouth. So just how, what was that experience like for you after knowing me as a very joyful person that entire year and then us coming to unity and that happening? Yeah, so we got married August 1st and we're still planning on yeah having our friends and family come for a September 8th wedding. And we had moved in together into the Ohana. And I remember still helping out at the BCM, actually, a few times. So we were trying to juggle, you know, still being involved in in the BCM and going to church at Engage and, yeah, trying to plan a wedding. So there were things that needed to be done, but I think for me the stressful part was yeah, not having a huge idea of what the wedding was going to be. I knew I had booked, uh, we wanted to be near the, I don't know, be outside and near the water. And actually one of our really good uncles suggested Laupahoehoe Point. I had wanted to have the wedding at a different park. I think I was just looking for an outdoor picnic pavilion and a big enough place where we can gather. So... I think that was the easiest part, but then at that point I was, yeah, trying to get the menu together and asking all the aunties and uncles and friends if they could bring some certain foods that I wanted my family to try. I guess maybe that was part of my own control, but (laughs) just making sure there was like, yeah, main dishes and and side dishes and desserts and because, yeah, we wanted it to be a potluck and a feast and a wedding and ceremony and celebration and yeah Paige and I I know we had sat down to talk about it a few times but well not more than a few times but there wasn't yeah like any like oh we have to do this or do this but it was just yeah just at least having food having chairs and it was just the logistics of setting it all up was pretty stressful for me and especially yeah showing up to the actual wedding and not even knowing, remembering where we were going to have the wedding. I knew we wanted to have it on the the rocks and the beach, but I just showed up an hour before the wedding, didn't have the chair set up. And yeah, Paige and I rode in the same car. We didn't do like the, oh, (laughs) I didn't see her before. But yeah, we showed up in the same car, had the trailer of chairs on, on the back of the car. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, I don't even know how we're supposed to set these up. Let's just like, I don't know, I think people were asking me how do we wanted to do this, and I had no idea, and I was just like, well, just put these chairs in the front and <laughs> these in the back and leave an aisle down the middle, and 
and yeah we're gonna stand over here so a little bit of an idea but yeah everything was just kind of on the fly at that point but I think yeah that in between time was yeah it was I don't know trying and a trial and I remember yeah there being times of a lot of sorrow and a lot of um, just confusion and frustration because I don't know not that we were frustrated and mad at each other I never came to the point where I was like oh my gosh like what did I get into I think it was more just like all right well this is a season and yeah this is really hard to go through I mean we just got married and we're living together and I remember one time yeah she was crying and laying on the ground before church and it was just hard I mean we just wanted to still be unified but I don't know I just I don't have a lot of feelings or memories about it all I just know that it yeah it grew us I mean we had to lean on the Lord lean on our promises that you know God is going to continue to yeah, sanctify us, and we're going to continue to grow. I think that's, yeah, a huge thing in our marriage still, that it's on on Christ's foundation. And we got married in his house and on his terms, and that we're just there trusting that even though, yeah, we're going through these hard times, that we just need to keep leaning on God through all of it, knowing that it's going to get better and that God has a plan for us and he has a future and a hope for us and that it's not for disaster, that it's not always going to be like this and that we have hope for eternity, yes, but just hope that, yeah, this is just a season and we can work through this together and lean on God and trust that he will work it all out for our good. Absolutely. And you did. You reminded me of that over and over and over during this time. And Evan is just so sweet. He kind of talks about how he didn't have a whole lot of emotions and he didn't think, oh, what did I get myself into? And he never made me feel like that either. He never got swept up in my emotions. He never got frustrated at me and told me I shouldn't be that way. He really would. He talked about me laying on the ground. He would just come and lay with me. Or if I would just be sitting against the bed crying, he would just come and hold me. He just didn't allow it to be about him. He really just embraced me and let it be what it was, trusting that God was going to take us through it. And we've never processed that, but that is so beautiful. And that really is what you did for me during that time. And hmm. I'm so grateful for that. And seriously. And then our wedding day, I don't want to skim over it that much, but like Evan talked about, we got in the car, we got ready together. We got in the car together. We drove together with a trailer behind us with all the chairs. And then people just started asking how they could help. And everyone started grabbing chairs and setting it all up. And we were just so happy. Our friends were there. Our family was there. Everyone was around us and embracing us. We had the men and women that we had decided to stand behind us. And there was actually one dear friend that I had met in Hawaii. And for whatever reason, she couldn't get the dress on time. I'm not really sure what it was. And so as soon as I saw her, I think they were all wearing 
like a blush color. I'm not sure. I let them pick their dress and she showed up in blue. But as soon as I saw her, I knew that I wanted her to still stand behind me regardless of what dress she was wearing. And the beautiful part about that was an auntie had made flower bouquets for all of my bridesmaids, even though there was only three, she made four. So again, more confirmation of what the Lord wanted this day to look like. And I went up to her and I asked her if she would do the honors of standing behind me for this significant day in my life, but not only for this day, for the rest of my life, for the rest of our marriage, that she would continue to turn us to Christ. And of course she accepted. And so you'll see our pictures. We have Evan and all of his men wearing the same things. What did they wear? We just wore... Aloha shirts? No, we just wore a white long sleeve cuffed up to our forearms or elbows yeah. and then khaki pants. Yes. Like, none of our khaki pants were actually matching either. <laughs> or shoes. I was barefoot. <laughs> I think I might have gone barefoot too. You might have. I think I wore my slippers. And then I had my four bridesmaids behind me, three in the same dress, and then my fourth in blue. And it was beautiful, and it was perfect. And we walked down the aisle, and we forgot about our head table, but it didn't even matter because our family is so awesome, and they set one up for us. And we had a couple speeches given by our friends and family, and then we forgot about our first dance, but it didn't matter because someone brought a speaker and. We all made a circle with our chairs and yeah, it was just beautiful and simple and the whole day flowed and we had so much love and support from our aunties and our uncles and our friends and family. And like Evan mentioned, it was a potluck wedding. We had asked people not to bring gifts, just to bring a dish or just themselves. I know I had an auntie that did my flowers and I had an auntie that helped with my dress and just these little things that they took off of our shoulders. And we asked for no gifts because we knew that we were going to be going on a missions trip shortly after our September 8th wedding. So we would actually be purging all of our items so that we could fit them into two suitcases and ship ourselves over to Panama, which is where we will pick up in our next episode. But I hope the Lord revealed himself to you in a deeper way through the story and simplicity of our marriage and how he planned it, how he brought us together, how he asked us to wait in obedience and how he blessed us to actually come together sooner than what we thought to begin with. I hope that it encourages you that whatever it is that you're struggling with right now, you can trust that you can lay it down at his feet, that his plans and his timing are better than yours, even if it doesn't make sense right now. I hope that you guys have an amazing week. I love you, we're here for you. And yes. Mwah. Aloha, sweet sister. I am eager to connect and hear how the Lord spoke to you through today's episode, or maybe even throughout the week, because I trust that He did. I want to ask you to pause and help me with a quick favor. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, Please take a moment and share how through leaving a heartfelt review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other women, like us, find unabridged faith. Your kind words fill my heart with so much joy, and I have hope that your review also encourages others. If you are ready to go all in with your faith, please email me at unabridgedfaith at gmail.com so we can stay in touch. And come join our community of faith-filled women at facebook.com slash unabridgedfaith. I trust that the Lord will continue to use this podcast to draw us nearer to His heart. And I pray for a week full of intention and connection 
as we grow in unabridged faith. In Jesus' name, amen.